A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I am Dori Shafrir. We are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk about serums. And today we're actually going to talk about serums. I can't wait. We're bringing it back. I'm so excited. I am too. OG Forever 35. (laughs) We're six months old. Uh (laughs) Let's take it back to the old days. Forever 35 used to be so much cooler. (laughs) I remember when Forever 35 was cool. Talked about serums. (laughs) We recently, I was like, wow, we haven't talked about serums in a while. Yeah. Dory was like, we haven't. Should we chat about some products that we're liking? So we're going to do a a product episode. Mm -hmm. But first, let's just kind of circle it back and see how we're doing. How are you doing? Well, I'm coming off a weekend of seeing my number one favorite band, Fish. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very tired because I'm I'm now old and I can't go to numerous fish concerts in a row like I used to. Well, getting home at 1 a.m. is like real. It is real. It was hard work. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. it was easy work. But sure. it, it was a little bit like, wow, I'm not... I'm not the sprightly 19-year-old I used to be. Mm. I should explain to the audience that Fish is my favorite band. Mm-hmm. I've seen about over 100 shows. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing them since I was 16 years old. 
since 1995. I saw my first fish show. I normally see a few fish shows a year. There's something I posted about this on Instagram because I get teased a lot for loving fish so oh. deeply. It's not an, a very understood thing. And also I think to like still be a huge fan of the thing I was a huge fan of in high school is always not like sometimes people grow out of mm. their things and I have just grown into it more. But for me, it's very, it's like a very nurturing experience to get to go to these concerts. They're so energetic. Everybody's so happy to be there. Um, it's very much like I get to kind of reconnect with who I was when I was like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, but also like now I'm a, now I, I'm a totally different person and that yeah. feels very freeing. Um, and so it's just really, really fun aside from the fact that we were getting home at 1am and then of course my body wakes up at 7am. So I was just like, what am I right. putting on like muscle, muscle relaxing cream? You know, like I was now like... <laughs> taking Advil preventatively. <laughs> totally. But it was great. It's that's that is like a big I think a big part of my self-care is seeing like making time carving out time to like see this band that I yeah. love very deeply. I really like that what you just said about kind of still liking something that you liked so long ago and seeing how your love for it has evolved. Yeah. Cuz you've changed and your relationship to the band has changed and they've changed. And they've changed but you've kind of changed in that you've, you've evolved together. It's also kind of nice because it's a thing that's mine. Like it's not something I yep. do with my husband, you know, and actually like he and I have very different tastes when it comes to music. And like, it's a thing I get, I go and do. I don't bring my kids. Yep. You know, there are people who make that choice. It's just my thing. Yeah. And I like that. I love that. So I had a really great time. Thank you to the band Fish. I'm sure they're all listeners of this podcast. For sure. Um, and I just want to say thank you for being a part of my self-care. Great shows here in LA. That's all, Dory. What did you do while I was at Fish with your husband? <laughs> um, I well, Friday night, I took myself to the movies. What did you see? I saw Eighth Grade. Oh my god, I want to see that so badly. I really liked it. God damn it, I got to get on that. But it is like painful to watch. Um, I didn't so much identify exactly. I didn't like identify with the protagonist because I don't have the kind of social anxiety that she has oh okay, in the movie. interesting okay. and she yeah so but like i think anyone can kind of identify with just general feelings of being an outsider and feeling left out and feeling like you don't get like you kind of missed the memo in some way um and then there's this other element of the movie that was also kind of hard to watch because she has this whole other identity online and it made me just like scared to have a child <laughs> because it's yeah it's like really it seemed really hard it's so social media is so weird and only that it's something we didn't deal with growing up. Yeah. So I feel like I have no capacity to understand what it is. Although we do, and now we deal with it as adults and some of the emotional challenges, I'm sure are the same. Yeah, but like 13 and 14 year olds brains aren't developed. Like growing up with that, I think has got to have such a weird impact on your self-esteem and totally everything and and just seeing that portrayed on screen in this really raw way was very overwhelming wow okay um 
So I recommend the movie. Right. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Cringe and cry. Um, and then I also read a lot of Poldark. I only know Poldark is like a sexy PBS TV show. Yes. Well, it started as a series of books. As all good things do. All good things do. Um, it is. It takes place in the late 18th century in England. There's a lot of you know class conflict. And a really brooding, um, troubled, but good-hearted and sexy hero. You just hit all my horny spot story. I mean, okay, here, <laughs> I was telling a friend that I had started reading these books and she was like, should I read them? And I was like, yes. And, um, but I was like, you know, they could use like 20% more sex. Oh, it's not sexy enough? It's not sexy enough. Like, the sex is alluded to, but not described. I'm like, I want, I want sex. Details. I want details. Like, I felt like they're, they, they like lead you to a place and then they really leave you hanging. And I'm just like, come on. Right. Hello. Like in Twilight, she literally, there's like literally a fade to black moment where they bone. And you're like, I need, which is why fanfic is so great. Maybe there's pole dark fanfic. Oh my God, there must be pole dark fanfic. There has to be. So I've torn through two books. Wow, just over this past week? Three days. Oh, that's such a good feeling. I love the devouring feeling. Yes. And there's, there, there seem to be six books in the series. At least there are six books available on the Los Angeles Public Library. And now have you watched any of the show? I have not watched any of the show yet. Um, I think I am going to start soon, but right now I'm just really enjoying the books. And you know, there's a the the heroine is a is a woman who rises above her station, and you know, it's just like all these sort of tropes that I love that are great that are great, and the writing's pretty good. Um, so I'm very into it, and I can't wait to start watching the show. And and they're not really violent. Oh, that's nice. Um, which was, I read all the Game of Thrones books mm-hmm. and they are intense. I mean, and anyone who's watched the show knows that they're intense. The show is more intense than the books. But what I appreciate about Poldark is they're not as like wrenching and violent as Game of Thrones. Um, so, and I'm just like, I'm not in the mood for that. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Also, there aren't as many characters to keep track of. <laughs> Game of Thrones, like reading the books, you're like, who the Right, you have a person? you could make a spreadsheet. Literally. I'm sure And then you get to one. book four and you're like, wait, I've never heard of any of these people. And <laughs> Where, then are they still in Westeros? Yeah. And then on? at the end of the book, like in the afterward, George R. R. Martin is like, sorry, these were all people you've never heard of. <laughs> really? <laughs> Literally. Anyway, so I read a lot of Poldark, um, and it's kind of scratching my cozy mysteries itch. But people, a thank you also to everyone who has suggested so many great cozy mysteries. Who knew it was such a genre? We're getting so many cozy mysteries. It's a genre. I mean, I knew it was a genre that I just, and I've always liked mysteries, but I hadn't ever really gotten into like the cozy mystery genre. I did read the number one ladies detective agency. Oh, I haven't read a few, that. like years ago, yeah. um, which is delightful. Um, but I hadn't fully embraced the genre, but now I have. And thank you, everyone who has suggested books. I have a, I have a long uh, list now. Um, and the, the final thing I did this weekend that I believe is relevant to our listenership is that I joined a gym. Wow. As discussed. 
Way to commit to an intention set in a previous episode. Thank you. You know, I, um, on Saturday, I was like, I would really like to just go to the gym. I was like, I'm just going to join the gym. So I put on my workout clothes. I took Bo to daycare and I went to a gym and joined it. And then did you work out at the gym? And then I worked out at the gym. And did it feel like everything you wanted it to feel like? Yes. And then I felt sore the next day. Oh, wow. You did your own workout and you felt sore? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty out of shape right now. (laughs) So... That's fine. Who yeah. cares? Um, you went to the gym. That's I great. went to the gym, um, but you went to the gym because you wanted to, and it felt good. Exactly. Not because you out of obligation or whatever. Correct. So that felt very good, and I'm I'm excited to have this membership now, and just you know, get going. Nice follow through. Thanks. Kate. What did you do at the gym? I did a ten minute warm up on the treadmill with um like a an incline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did some free weights and then, um, I did another kind of weight thing and then I did foam rolling and some stretching. Dory, way to go. Thank you, Kate. That sounds great. Thanks. You are welcome. I mean, no thanks necessary. You did it all yourself. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm I'm psyched that you did it and that it felt great. It felt good. It felt right. Also, it gets you out of your house you can do it alone also my gym has a pool oh so and you know i was a competitive swimmer i know and so i like i do enjoy doing laps so i'm excited to get back into that also it's a lap pool that's awesome yeah well keep us posted oh i shall don't you worry (laughs) (laughs) all right dory let's take a little break that sounds good I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best. 
with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, Oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. 
like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So, Kate. Yes, ma'am. We wanted to talk about products today. Yeah. I'm excited. I brought my collection out onto the table. Amazing. Should I just go first? I think you should. Okay. Well, I've already excitedly told you about how much I love this first item, mm-hmm. but the listeners have not heard it. Okay. So let me preface this by saying, preface this. What is my, my, I mumble. You're fine. Okay. Let me preface this by saying that um, this was sent to me for free. Yep. By a company. Sure was. Not, that's not a brag. I'm just, I no, want to be know. transparent <gasps> yeah, yeah, in how I, I acquired it. it. Look, I get it. Um, and this company that sent it to me is Julep. And they sent us a bunch of products, which I have been sampling. And I have to say, I like everything I've tried. Yeah. And it's been very fun. But the product that is like, I'm obsessed with. Yes. And I don't normally get crazy obsessed with things. I'm kind of a cynical grump about products. Mm -hmm. They sent a Konjac sponge. Okay. Okay. Which is a gentle exfoliator made from all natural Konjac root and enriched with detoxifying bamboo charcoal powder. I'm quoting their website. So you basically would use it uh, with your face wash or on its own. You can use it on its own. So when you get it, it's kind of like uh, hard mm-hmm. and then you put it in some water and it softens Ooh. and I have been um you know putting my soap on my face and then scrubbing with this sponge love it and I'm freaking obsessed with this thing okay I feel like my face is brighter are you using it every day? Oh, yeah. I okay. mean, if I could, I would use it like 50 times a day, and I would also use it on my body. I love how it feels. <sighs> I love the sensation of washing my face with it. Are you worried about over-exfoliating? <sighs> I am not. Okay. And I'm not because I'm so in love with this thing that if that's even a thing that could happen, I'm in denial about it. All right. I Fair. love this freaking sponge. Okay. How much does it cost? It's $12. Okay. Um, how long can you use it for? I think about one to two months. I, they had that info on the site and I, I I've spaced on it. Right. Um, but I'm a hundred percent ordering more of these sponges. Great. And I'm going to do it before anybody else gets like, I need to get a bunch. Oh, you're going like, to snake I, everyone. Like I would hoard this. This is one of those, this is like hoarding level well, products. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Just next year. a big one of these for yep. me to sleep on. 
Uh, no, it's it's really. I used to have a Clarisonic, one of those brushes, yeah, and I that had one that felt like too much for me. Yeah, but this feels like a nice step above a washcloth, and that's loving why it. I'm I'm loving it. Okay, and also like I, I've been using, like I mentioned, some of their other products. Their serum sticks are really cool, and this restorative face milk as like an added moisture boost has been really lovely. That's Love thirty eight dollars. What else are you into? Okay. <clears throat> So, listeners from Australia, numerous listeners reached out to us. Yes, this is this is true. This, this is happened, true. and they said you need to get the product line go to. It's an Australian line, and it's coming to Sephora. And sure enough, this Australian line go to just made it to Sephora in America. And um, I reached out to the company and I said, like, hey, I have a podcast about skin. Can and they believed you. They were like, all right. <laughs> uh, and they sent us a couple products to try. And one of the ones they sent is this Face Hero Face Oil. And I also love it. I've been using it at night as my moisturizer. Mm. Um, I can read to you the description. So you can now get this at Sephora. It just got here to the States and it's $34. And I believe Sephora is also doing this kind of clean initiative and go to is one of the lines in their like clean line of, of products. Um, and I can read to you about it. It says it's a lightweight face oil that deeply hydrates, soothes, revitalizes, and completely protects the skin. And it's got, you know, botanical oils, fatty sure. acids, vitamins. Okay. All I know is that it smells good. It feels good going on. And my face is absorbing it so that I don't, I don't have like a grease face mm -hmm. in the morning. Um, and so I'm, I have to say like for my first go-to product, it's been really great. It's become a All you Australians. It's big. Tori, you got that pun. I mean. Australians know what's up. So thank you to our Australian listeners who recommended this line. I had never heard of it. Um, it's apparently very popular. And also the woman who founded it is like an author and a columnist. She's a fascinating person. Cool. Yeah. So she's going to run the podcast. Okay. Is there anything else you a, wanted a to A couple discuss? more things. Okay, okay great. Okay, okay. okay. So, Dory. Yes. I've gotten into my jade roller. Oh. Finally. Great. Are you keeping it in the freezer? Yes. And you're remembering to use it. Yes. And so this weekend after these fish shows when mm. I was waking up tired and like I had been dancing all night, I was a little dehydrated, I would like wash my face and put everything on and then I would just jade roll the crap out of my face Ooh. under my eyes that uh -huh. felt a little puffy and it felt wonderful. Oh, good. But okay. my one beef with the jade roller yeah. is that it loses its cool. So I have purchased myself a face ice roller on Amazon, what? which, um, again, Courtney Chisano has used on my face at a facial. This is our facialist, Courtney, who's been on the podcast. She tipped me off to these things. They're $11.99 on Amazon and they feel amazing. And they're bigger, they're wider mm. than the jade roller. So I think you can kind of cover more ground mm -hmm. and it, they feel like they stay a little cooler longer. Okay. So that's, that's one more thing. And then finally, Dory. Yes. Skin products. I realize I've I've veered a little bit from serums, but that's okay. You know, everybody's going to be okay with that. This is a second purchase for me: the Belief True Cream Aqua Bomb. Now, you had talked about this when we were talking about the Sephora Beauty Insider Sale that you were going to buy it, and I did. Yeah, and I blasted through it, and I've bought a second one. Wow. Okay. I want to say 
for me, for what I need in a morning day cream. Can I see? Of course. This is kind of the perfect morning day cream. It's very light. I love the texture. I love the smell. I love how it feels. Do you mind if I... No, dig in. Mm, mm. Yeah, get in there. Mm. So I I bought my... I I sped through it. I feel like I need an industrial size bucket of it because I used up the one I got very fast. So I don't think there's a ton in the container, which is like kind of my beef with this product. Mm. I wish there was more. But it's um it's thirty eight dollars on Amazon, so it's not on Amazon. Excuse me, on Sephora. Okay, it's not cheap. Um, but for my for something I'm using every day on my skin, it really feels great. Mm-hmm. And then I put my sunscreen on over it, and um, I've just loved how my skin has felt. It's felt moisturized, but not too much. Yeah, but- I also use a gel cream in the morning. I use the Dr. Jart, and you like it? I love it. Yeah. So Dory, those are my. Those are my like current faves in terms of Great. what is going on my skin and my face. Well, it's working. Thank, you know what though? I have to say, especially the sponge, I feel like my face just looks a little yeah, better. It looks smooth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the sponge is kind of getting, I have this big like crop of zits that doesn't ever go away on my chin. I think the sponge is helping. Wow. It's I a love magic sponge. This sponge truly, if I could like use it for other things, I would. Wow. I don't know what I mean by that. Sure. But if I could, if I could hold Maybe it. Maybe they as a, make a body size one. <laughs> I would scrub my body with this fucking sponge. I love it so much. Okay. All right. I'm going to calm down and open the floor to you. Why? Thank you, Kate. Tell me what you're loving. Um. So, I was at an event recently and got my hair done, and the stylist used something called Color Wow Root Cover Up. And she just kind of painted a little bit on my part and kind of along my hairline where some of my hair is thinning. And I was like, oh my God, my, I look like I have such thicker hair. Now it is also, it also can be used to cover grays. I like that. Um, It's, it's, Product description says that it covers gray roots instantly and seamlessly. Uh, It even covers dark roots without peroxide. It fills in gaps, makes hair appear thicker, and perfects hairline and stays until shampooed out. Now, I did not shampoo my hair this morning. And your hair looks great. I noticed it right away. Thank you. And I think part of it is this Color Wow root cover-up. Now, the only other root cover-up I'd ever used was again like someone I had I had my hair and makeup done, and someone used like a spray. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love that. I felt like, I don't know, it, it seemed to me like you could sort of tell. What I like about this Color Wow Root Cover-Up is that it's a little compact that comes with a brush. It's almost, it's like eyebrow filler. Is it in. wet or is it dry? It's like... Like, is it a powder? Kind of. I took a picture of it. Um, it's kind of like a powder, yes. Um and you kind of just like paint it on. And so it's something you would do every time you do your hair. Like it's not a, oh, weird. Oh, it looks like a blush. Yeah, it's sort of like brown, an eyeshadow like or something. Um, and what I like about the brush is that you really have more control. So you can really target the areas that you want to target. Um, I am obsessed with it. 
I am buying it immediately. It's $34.50 on Amazon. You can also get it at like Ulta and a bunch of other places. Um, but I'm a big fan. It's won various awards, like the Best of Beauty in Allure. It won the Latina Beauty Awards and it won the Good Housekeeping Beauty Hair Award for color in 2014. Wow. So impressive resume. Right? That's cool. I would like that because I was noticing, I, you know, I'll have like some little gray spots. I don't want to go get my hair colored. Exactly. I just want, I just want, I mean, just want a little touch up and I like or that, I just leave the gray. Yeah. Or, it. you know, I like that you can just kind of do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it really does. I, I was like, oh my gosh, like it really makes and it matched your color. And it matched my color. I, I am a big fan. Okay. So speaking of eyebrows, it's basically an eyebrow, uh, like it's almost like an eyebrow pencil for your hair for your head. But speaking of eyebrows, we talked about my foray into eyebrow pencils. Yes, you you chronic chronicled I it. I chronicled on our it Instagram. on our Instagram. And the, the first time I talked about it on the podcast, I was talking about the kind of the chubbier um, NYX eyebrow pencil. Right, and I made a bad joke. You about made it a bad being joke. Chubby, and then making it sexual. I also used their NYX eyebrow powder pencil. Which is more of like a traditional like pencil. A, yeah. Yeah, it's thinner. And then on the opposite end, it has a little brush. It costs $6.49. You can get it at Target, at drugstores. Um, it's a you know drugstore pencil. And I really like this pencil. It looks dope on you. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like it's the perfect color for me. It's not too dark, but it like fills things in. Um, you have nice control. It looks smooth. I am a very big fan of this brush. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I really like it. Now, when I posted this on our Instagram, a few people messaged me because I had said that someone told me this was a dupe for the Anastasia Beverly Hills. And then a few people emailed me and said, actually the dupe for that is Nix's micro brow pencil. When I was in Vancouver, I went to the NYX store. Ooh. Now, there's also one in Century City. I know. I've wanted to go. Um, that I haven't gone to. But I went to the NYX store in Vancouver, and they had multitudinous eyebrow pencils, including the microbrow. And I tried the microbrow, and I actually think the microbrow is a little too skinny for me. So I personally am a big fan of the eyebrow powder pencil and... Just for me, the microbrow is is not the one. So I've never met a NYX product that I didn't like. Their products are great. Their products are great. Yeah. And the price point is... The price is right. So right every time. Yeah. Their lip colors are my faves. Yeah. They got great stuff. Yeah. I love their stuff. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the per- the perfume I've been wearing lately. Which I also have and love. So this is by a company called Kai. They are based in Malibu and they have this Eau de Parfum Rose, um, which I guess just came out last year. It's their second signature scent. Um, And it is described as a light intoxicating blend of white gardenia wrapped in exotic florals and layered with a rose absolute. Key ingredients are denatured alcohol, fragrance, water, cedar oil, bergamot, 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 
oil, geranium oil, clove oil, and rose oil. Um, you know, we were talking about summer signature scents. I feel like this is a perfect summer signature scent. If you're into florals, if you're not into florals, I would say skip it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like a floral. Um, it, it it smells a little jasminey to me too, and you know I love a jasmine. Yeah, you do. Um, but it's light. You know, I I still really like the Gucci perfume that I've mentioned Bloom. before. Yes, Gucci Bloom. Um, but I, what I like about Kai is it's a little lighter. It's a little more subtle. Um, it is $76, but I have to say we arranged to have a giveaway yeah. with Kai that will include their rose perfume oil, and it is going to be in the August newsletter. So if you are not signed up for the August newsletter, you are going to want to get in on that. Just go to our website, forever35podcast.com, click on mailing list, and sign up so you can be eligible to win some... It's not just going to be the rose perfume oil. They are putting together a whole assortment of their lovely products for us. I like that rose scent a lot. And I had randomly been trying to find a rose scent that I liked. Mm. And I I got a bunch of samples. As you know, I'm a sample hound. Mm-hmm. And I got a bunch of samples and none of them were clicking for me. Mm. And this, the Kai rose perfume is my favorite rose perfume that I found because I it's really, really like it. light. Yes, exactly. Because sometimes rose is like so overpowering. Yes. It kind of gives me a headache. Yes. This one is really nice. Yeah, I really like it. So that's a very exciting giveaway for the pod. I'm excited about it's that one. Very exciting. I would like to win it, but I don't think I'm eligible. I have a feeling you're not. No. Our guest today is Samantha Irby. And Samantha, welcome. Thank you for having me. We're, I'm so excited. I mean, the the excitement is mutual. So <laughs> We're very pumped. I put on blush in the car yes and it's for you your makeup does look very good thank you i don't have anything on my face other than really liquid blush and burt's bees you have great skin yeah i mean is this the time to talk about what i've been using (gasps) on my face first let me just read your bio so we can let (laughs) listeners know who you are and then (laughs) yes it is the time the time is now Uh, here's your bio samantha irby is the writer of the blog bitches gotta eat and the author of three books including the new york times bestseller we are never meeting in real life her book meaty is in development for tv and she's currently a writer on Lindy West's upcoming TV show at Hulu starring A.D. Bryant. It's pretty exciting. I mean, those are people I'm a fan of. It's going to be... Okay, so we haven't shot it yet, but it's going to be so good. I cannot. And I it's really based on wait. Lindy's amazing book, Shrill. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be so good. And like TV is terrifying to me. And the thought of like making a thing... That be- it's one thing to make a thing that people are going to read because, I mean, no one really reads books. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, who's going to read this? No one will see it. A couple, couple hundred people, but like TV, yeah. people yeah. like see it and analyze it. Yeah. And there are awards for it. Yeah. And if you get an award or don't get an award, that's a big thing. And you have to get dressed up. You have to get dressed up. Can I tell you that I was fooled on your Instagram when you had a photo of Oprah holding your book? Oh. I was like, wow, she's done it. She's the next Oprah book club book. And I was like, this is freaking amazing. I think I even like t- told you. And yeah. then I realized I was like, oh, no, but it should be 
true. It should be true. So let me tell you about that because I'm a pure idiot if people don't (laughs) know. So when you re-release a book that you already put out, they don't give you as much money, Mm. like to Mm. like as much marketing and people aren't going to review it. Right. Cause it's old. They're not, it's not going to be in magazines. It's not going to like be, they're not going to take out ads. So I was like, what can I do for free that is like my brand of dumb, but will also sell books to people? So I said to my friend Walt, I was like, listen, man, don't you have an app on your phone that's like Photoshop and you can like put my book into some people's hands? And he was like, Yes. And so the first one we did was Drake. First of all, oh. let me tell like, you, like finding celebrities reading books. Tough. This is maybe yeah. the hardest thing I've ever done. It was harder to find pictures to Photoshop than it was to write. What the book. was Drake? my Instagram inbox blew up <laughs> and I just started laughing. I was like, everyone's stupid. Everyone's yes. stupid. Me too. Everyone is dumb. I can't believe people <laughs> believe that like Oprah would read like my diarrhea dick book. A hundred percent think that it could still be a possibility. I love that you do. Because I was like, people have to know that this isn't real. Oh, no. I was like, I was truly like, wow. And it was also like justice, like a great book is in the hands of Oprah. I don't know. I had a real moment there. Maybe the next one, I'm really going to lobby. I don't know what we have to do to like get her to read it. But I'm going to try. But like that, I I think I don't know what stroke of like dumb luck hit me to like think of that it's so good but we i'm sure more than half the books i sold are because of those oh seriously Instagrams. oh that's amazing i'm sure of it that's great I'm it sh- i mean i don't know how else people found out about it because like i didn't do any interview because people didn't care it was a book that was already out they're like listen we just fucking interviewed you six months ago about your other book. You don't get two. I'm like, get oh, out. okay. They're like, come back in four years, like normal people. So then I had to do my own thing. I'm like the publisher. I think they were happy with it. I was like, listen, guys, I'm just going to do this dumb thing. And if you like it, cool. And if not, they did send me on tour. Yeah. Okay. All right. I did do a tour, which was like, great and also harrowing because I was basically on the road for two months and like I'm not a good traveler I don't know if you've read anything I've ever written I think you know that I'm like a cantankerous Mm -hmm. piece of garbage so like when they were like yeah you're gonna be on the road I was like oh okay (laughs) it's a very nice thing for people to pay money to send you across the country but because i'm a piece of shit i was like how am i gonna travel with like four weeks worth of underwear (laughs) how did you do it um disposable underwear wait a second i had never heard of that first of all okay so i had i don't know how deep you want to get but we're gonna go deep i had a i tried to get a hysterectomy okay but at 38, did you know that you're too young to have a hysterectomy? 
That's what the doctor told me. What? Even though I was like, dude, if I came in here and told you that I was pregnant, you would like euthanize me, let alone like tell me to have it. You would not let me have a kid in my current condition. But like, if you ask for a hysterectomy at 38, they're like, no. Was dude. it for health reasons that you wanted to yeah, get it? Yeah. So I was having like insane periods, like the kind where like you sit on the toilet and it sounds like you're peeing, but it's just blood running yeah, out. Yeah, I know. And those, it was yeah. happening all over because I had done a little tour with the last book. And I was like, I cannot embark on this two month journey mm, mm-hmm. with, I mean, it was like carrying a loaded gun and I would have no idea when it was going to go off. I was in Texas for the Texas book festival in November and woke up in my hotel room and it looked like the shining. Oh my Jesus. God. And like, the scariest thing for me, of course, because I'm so anxious. I was like, I don't care what my body is doing. How do I hide this? From house. (laughs) (laughs) No one ever tells you what to do when you fuck up a hotel bed, but I know, so I'll tell you. Yeah, what do you do? Can you just leave it? Uh, Not if you are a polite person. So it was, I had to be there two more nights. So I was like, I can't. I can't go to the desk and be like, listen, <laughs> listen, guys, there's been an accident. Give me a new room. So what I did, I called a friend who's like a good person who knows this kind of thing. And she was like, strip the bed. Mm-hmm. So you strip the bed, you roll up the sheets, like so that they can't see what's in them. You roll them up really tight. You put them on the floor and then that signals to them not to unfurl them, oh. just to throw them directly into the laundry Good. bag. And then you leave as much cash as yeah. you possibly <laughs> can on the bed because they had to deal with your sheets. So that happened. And I was like, let me get a hysterectomy, doc. And he was like, no. And then I was like, well, what can we do? So then I had a hysteroscopy, which is where they fill your Mm -hmm. uterus with water and like look at it to make sure everything's okay and then pour it out. Then I got a DNC, which is where they scrape everything. And then I got an ablation, which is where they burn the entire inside of your uterus. I love that they'll do all this stuff, but they won't give you a hysterectomy. I know. Did any of this, this all sounds incredibly, uh, really like a lot to go through. Those are big procedures. They put me totally out, which was great. Yeah, it feels good. I don't mind surgery. I'm like, oh, I just go to sleep. (laughs) You do do all this stuff. I wish I could have sex like that. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. But if I can, if I can, if I can go through my life asleep. Just it would be wake me up at the end. Oh god, at the end. Say one last goodbye and then go back to sleep. <laughs> they woke me up, handed me a coke and uh, some fentanyl. They put fentanyl oh, in my oh, IV, and I was like, "This is like a dream come true." An ice cold coke after a long nap, and then <laughs> a massive dose of painkillers. It was amazing. So wow. after that, uh, because you leak like charred uterine pieces they give you disposable underwear oh and i was like this is a thing oh i wonder is it mesh yeah 
Yeah. Oh, I wonder if it's similar to what you get after you have a baby. Yeah, probably. it's the same. It's the same. I love that. Yeah. So then I got on Amazon and bought two packs, and that's what I took on the road. That's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. When did this all happen? Recently? This was... I was on tour April and May. Yeah. And have your periods... Did it resolve? I've not had a period since. Not one? Not one. Holy moly. I didn't even have a lot of cramping, which they said could happen. Wow. It just stopped. I do still get PMS. Huh. Which is weird. Like I was in a crazy, horrible mood and I was like, what is my problem? And then my wife was like, PMS. And I was like, oh, right. I still have ovaries and hormones. But you don't get the release of like the period. So then I just waited for it to go away. But I'll take it. Yeah, that sounds much better. No more period. It's like unbelievable. How did this Lindy TV situation happen? Well, so Lindy and I have been internet friends the way sort of we all are kind of internet friends, right? right? Like for a long time. Like everybody I know, know, like knows everybody. Like all internet people know each other. other, Or it's it's like two degrees of separation kind of thing. So Lindy and I, when Lindy was writing Shrill, she was writing Shrill at the same time. I was writing, we're never meeting. And we were in a Facebook, like, motivating writers group. Oh, wow. Okay. Which was really like a complaining group, which is really what all all of my interactions just devolve into complaints. You know, people could be like, good morning. And I'm like, well, (laughs) is it? So... (laughs) So we, like, she was working on her book and, like, I was complaining all the time and not writing my book. So we just became like kind of better internet friends then. And we like sort of kept up with each other. You know, we texted and talked and called. And then she has the same agent. She has the same TV or book to TV agent that I do. So when I started developing my show before she did hers and we would talk about it and like I would complain about it to her and be like, don't do this. It's so dumb. Except if you can do this, you should because right, yeah. you'll get to make a thing and get to make a lot of money and like people will be able to like a wider audience will see your thing. So I talked to her like during my whole process and then she started developing Shrill and she was like, and we sort of had a pact. I was like, if my show gets picked up, you got to come work on it. And she said the same thing, that if her show got picked up, I would have to come write for it. And so she, we were in LA in January. At the same time, I was just here for a vacation and she was pitching her show. Oh, wow. And like after her meetings, like we would debrief every night and she would like tell me how everything went. And then when she got the offer and when it got picked up, she was like, so you said you would come work on it, will you? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, like if you'll have me, like, yeah, absolutely. And so it like everything happened super fast. I think they pitched in January and got picked up in May. Wow. And then I had to be here like June 11th. Like everything was lightning quick. 
Um, and then I like she called me. I had a like phone interview with the showrunner, which I don't even remember what I said. I certainly don't think I said anything good <laughs> enough to like get me a job. We mostly talked about the Bravo Housewives. That maybe that was enough. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I ever had to hire anyone for anything, I would be like, what do you watch on TV? Yeah. And they'd be like, do you want to see my resume? And I'd be like, no. no. <laughs> Show me your DVR. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about, yeah. about, we get a lot of people write, like aspiring writers, people who want career and writing. And then just also, I think people trying to figure out like, what the f- hell they're doing with their lives and their career. Can mm-hmm. you talk about your experience starting as a writer blogging and how that's kind of manifested through all the work you've done into now TV writing? I mean, yes. not that you need to yeah. t- like, like take us, were you ever there blogging thinking that this would be your eventual landing place? <laughs> no. So I started my blog this is a story I feel like I've told a lot, so I won't tell the whole thing. I started my blog because I wanted to have sex with this dude who <laughs> who said that he was into writers. And at the time, like I had written stories in high school and stuff. And at the time I had like a manuscript like for a YA novel. Oh, that's right. And I didn't want to like give him like a hundred out of context pages. So I was just like what is a way that I can trick this dude into thinking that I'm a writer so that he'll have sex with me? So I started this blog and like I had sex with the dude and like that wrapped up. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm done. And then my friends were like, no, dude, you got to keep doing it. So I just was like writing a blog for fun. And this was like in 2008 yeah. when, when it didn't, when it wasn't a thing to have a blog that turned into anything mm-hmm. else. So I was just doing it for fun. I had a job. I had no desire to like do anything because I'm lazy and I don't like anything that's hard <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want to suffer. So I had like a terrible childhood. So the glamour of like being a struggling artist. Yeah, didn't appeal. No, I want dip tea candles and like dumb things that I couldn't have when I was young. I want a nice cell phone. And I'm like, I don't want to like sleep in my car to sell books. <laughs> if I have to sleep in my car, you know, cause like that's the way the cookie crumbled fine. But like, I would like to buy bottled water. So (laughs) that's like fancy to me. I'm like, I want Voss water in my house. I drank very nice one of those for the first time ever. And it felt, I felt like a better person. I mean, it's all bad. It's plastic. It's all ruining the earth. Yeah. The like sturdiness of that bottle. Yeah. I was like, that's what I want. So I just was like blogging, making my friends laugh, using it to like d- date people. And you were still working at the vet at the yeah, time? Okay. Yeah. I was still working at the vet. It was great. Chicago has what we call um, uh, the live lit scene, mm-hmm. which is basically like all different kinds of storytelling. And so I started doing that, like just to do it, because I had these funny things and people were like, listen, read those in front of an audience. And so I just started doing that. And through that, I met these guys who ran a small press and they were like, let's do a book. And I was like, no, (laughs) 
no, it's so much work. I don't want to do that. And they were like, we'll make it as easy as possible, which is my middle name. It's a long one, but Samantha, as easy as possible, Irby. It barely fits on my birth certificate. But uh, they were like, we won't, you don't, we'll publish whatever you Right. And like, you're a moron to turn down that. uh, No one has ever given me that offer ever again. (laughs) So I was like, okay. And so I put it together in like two months. And I was like, this isn't going to be a real book. Like, this isn't, I don't believe this. And it was like, it was a real book with an ISBN number. And I was like, okay. Great. And then I thought, I'm never going to write anything again. Like, this is fine. I have a job. I have my candle money. I have a (laughs) cell phone. Like, it's all good. People sometimes want to date me because of this. Great. And then my, I don't even know how my, the guy who ended up being my agent, I don't know how he found that book, but he emailed me and was like, hey, I read your book. I loved it. Do you have representation? And I was like, no, are you kidding? No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, well, you need an agent. And I was like, okay, maybe I need an agent. So uh, I just was like, well, you can be my agent. And that was it. And like two months later, he emailed me again. And he was like, hey, did you ever give any thought to like having me represent you? And I was like, I told you two months ago that you could be <laughs> I've never heard a story. Anyone have a story like this? It's so stupid. Like I don't deserve any of this success because I didn't really do. I mean, I did stuff, but I didn't. Whenever people are like, "Help me do what you did," and I'm like, "All right," it's a, a terrible story. So anyway, I he was like, "You have to sign a contract," and so we did that. And then he was like, "Okay, let's talk about putting another collection together." And then I was like, "Honestly, I had not." thought about that and he's like i don't just represent you for like your tweets you have to like (laughs) put a book together and so i did i put together an outline and i wrote four essays like i wrote well i i'm not gonna list them because people will be like we've never heard of you we don't know what you're talking about but i wrote like one about uh, like a sex one, a feelings one, a like life one, just so they could see like what I wanted to do. And then we pitched it. We got some offers and then we put a book out. So then the TV thing, when you, when you have a book, it's sort of easy. It's like a lateral move, yeah. right? Because you just like, Fine, especially if your book has sold, you know, more than three copies. You can like slide into Hollywood and be like, look at this thing that I made. Let's try to do something with it. And my literary agent found my TV agent and like, you know, I just was like, okay, let's make it a show. No, I didn't say that at all. I was like, I don't know, man. Hollywood is terrifying to me. And then Abby Jacobson, this is a long, weird story too, but Abby got a copy of my book from Janine Garofalo. No, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) And then Abby found me. It took her like a year and a half to convince me that she was a real person because I don't ever check my email and I'm really bad at, like she messaged me and was like, hey, I 
I read your book. I love it. Um, if you're ever in New York, I would love to like take you to coffee and talk about an idea. And I was like, why don't fucking go to New York? Guess I'll see you in New York. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like, of course, six months after she emailed, like, I thought it was just like a fan. I was like, oh, girl, what? I'm going to go to New York and meet with some stranger. (laughs) So then she emailed me back and was like, okay, my name is Abby. I have a television show. (laughs) I would like to talk to you about an idea. And that, but then again, she was like, if you're ever in New York, let's have coffee. And I hope I don't alienate anyone, but I hate New York. It's all right. I hate it. I hate it. It's just not for me. I mean, that's fine. It truly is okay. It's not for me. I mean, we both left. We did. (laughs) We live here now. For you. Oh, God. New York is so disgusting. And so I was like, yeah, okay. I guess if I'm in New York, (laughs) you can buy me a green juice or whatever. And then finally, she was like, I'm coming to Chicago. And I was like, well, now here we go. And so she came to Chicago and we went to breakfast and she was like, do you want to make this a show? And I said, not if I have to be in it. I don't ever want to be in anything. And she said, no, no. (laughs) She's like, no, look at you. We'd get an actress. No, she didn't say that. But uh, (laughs) she was like, you didn't even shower for this meeting. You think I want to put you on fucking TV? (laughs) And then, and then, so then we started like developing and we pitched it. And that process is like grueling and weird. And the quickest way to kill any bit of self-esteem that you have Especially when you're pitching something about yourself and people are like, cute, but no thanks. Yeah. And how, how did <laughs> no you, thanks. like, since we talked so much about self-care on here, like, how have you maintained, I mean, dip tea candles? Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like you enjoy I do. things that make you feel good. Yes. I buy a lot of garbage. Um but it's all garbage that I need, of course. Yeah. Um, my like my self care. I am not good at any of the physical things you should do for yourself. I never drink water. I was just complaining because I had to pee because my wife made me drink a bunch of water before we got here, and I was like, "This is why I don't drink water." Because <laughs> then you got to run around looking for a bathroom all the time. You can't even say hello to people when you walk in their house. You have to be like, "Oh, uh, ah, where's your bathroom?" You know, I don't want to be that person. So I'm bad at all the like vitamins and fruit part of <laughs> taking vitamins care of yourself, but I'm very good at the like lactic acid cream that you put on your Mm -hmm. face so my i like to buy i buy a lot of books which makes me feel good like i do buy a ton of books but i also buy a lot of blushes are my main jam i love a blush i'm at this point in my life where if i put lipstick on i feel like I look. It makes me look older. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know I've what you mean. Getting that too. Yeah, it's like any it's lipstick, weird. and I'm like, oh, yeah. I look like a haggard beast. So <laughs> I have beautiful lips. I mean, that lip color is. Well, thank you. It's lips. it's Burt's Bees tinted lip. I put that shit on today, man. Yeah, that Kate, is you love that stuff. Good. It's so good. Nice. It's like the perfect 
bit of color yeah. but like cream blushes powder blush i buy what's all. your favorite what's your blush of choice and you these said days. you're in a cream blush right now i I've never used a cream, cream blush. blush so now glossier's cloud paints mm-hmm. i use it too. are very good even though the ads make me feel 72 years oh, old. Oh, just like Completely. the beautiful, like, bored 17-year-old yeah. women. 72, ugly, yes. like, just, I, like, it's, yeah, yeah it's bad. that's how it makes you feel. Like, that's how it makes oh me my, feel. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, look at my grandchildren <laughs> selling me eyebrow pomade (laughs) but i buy it anyway because i can be a hip grandma they just came out with so i'm really into orange Mm. blush and like people don't talk about it but orange is the best like sunny Mm. blush color so they have oh i can't i think the like light orange is called like dusk it's like a light i think you're right coral i've stared at them all they have a new one called haze which is like shocking neon orange, but just a little dab. And it's like a glowy sun-kissed thing. I am obsessed with it. Obsessed. Even though the ads. Right. I can't look at the ads. We need like a separate <laughs> ad campaign for old. Just like yes. for old. Yeah. Glossy old. Yeah. Glossy old. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, who do we call? Do we tweet it? What's her name? Emily, Emily Weiss. Emily Weiss. <laughs> Emily, if you're listening to this, we will be in the glossy old. Glossy old. I mean, you do get like, when you buy Glossier, you get stickers. Yeah. And like, it's very charming, but also I'm like, I'm almost 40. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna put this rainbow sticker on my phone, and I look very clearly like a 40 year old woman with stickers on my phone. Like, okay, I, it just is a weird. Makes you feel. It does make you feel, and I can't use like their skincare stuff because I need more power yes. than those things provide. Yes, I've had this exact conversation. Yeah, like I'm I like, use their cloud a- paint and their eyebrow stuff. But, yeah, like that's the it. serums did not work yeah. for me. You yeah, need, you need like. No. Extra strength. Real serum. I use, what do I use? I use Sunday Riley's Good Jeans. Yeah. That is my holy grail. You know what moisturizer I love? Um, First Aid Beauty Ultra Repair Cream. Oh, someone else. This popped up somewhere. It is. For face. Yes. And you love it. The it's the best. Mm. LA's air and water Ugh. is disgusting yeah. and makes you feel like a cactus. And the only thing I can do to combat it is like slather myself in ultra repair cream. Well, and you don't drink water, so you just gotta Right. I don't drink water and my blood type is pizza, but my skin <laughs> my skin looks is so hydrated right beautiful. now. Yeah. Do we because I put a lot of shit on my face. And what is the is the self-care act in the like collecting or is it in the like using it and feeling outwardly good as well as inwardly definitely good? the collecting i love to look at my purchases do you guys do that mm-hmm. yeah i like to like have my things like on the sink or on the dresser and i just like to lovingly caress them and like look at them all next to each other Uh, like that makes me feel good and i always feel like every purchase is like a step in the direction of loving myself that i mean i don't really want to take all the steps but like i just want to like put the stuff on my face and like you know put like moisturize my hands and be like okay 
I care about you. Not enough to like take a multivitamin or buy bananas. <laughs> but <laughs> But it's like whatever it feels good for you. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately, like, who are we doing this for? Yeah. Right. right. It's yeah. For it's even though we exist in a world in which we're all conditioned to try to strive for something, like we're doing it for ourselves, yeah. hopefully and ideally. The one thing about having a wife and no shade to anyone who has a husband or boyfriend but like having another woman in the house like she is sort of paying attention to what mm. i'm doing because like she'll mm-hmm. steal my products too mm-hmm. and like sometimes i'm like i'm gonna get this so then she'll see this <laughs> fancy thing that i got myself and feel jealous <laughs> because like you know, she just uses like almond oil or rose hip oil from the hippie store. And I'm like, look at my beautiful bottles. I mean, I'm sure there are men who are like, look at that <laughs> vitamin C serum Ooh. you just got. Can I try some? But with her, I'm just like, is she noticing? Does she know? Have you had that conversation? Yeah, because I'll catch her using my stuff. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, bitch. Uh-uh. <laughs> that was $158. You better take your ass back to the hippie store and get your colloidal oatmeal or whatever you do. That's mine. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid forties, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at OneSkin.co. That's 15% off OneSkin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You wrote about this in We Are Never Meeting, um, but and you kind of just touched on this, but about like growing up poor. Yeah. And then feeling like you kind of don't know how to spend money responsibly. No, I don't. Can you talk a little bit about that? I don't. So like when you grow up poor, I mean, being a teenage girl, I'm so glad. Oh, hold on. I'm going to fix this. Sorry. I'm so glad that I did not grow up in this age now when Mm -hmm. like you have to have phones and computers because we didn't have even like a house phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I was growing up and so like when but even then like I would babysit and get money and like it was never like oh man I should help my mom with the groceries it was like I want to get that brown Revlon lipstick that yeah. everyone was wearing in 1995. Yes. And so now, like, I still do that, but on a, on like a different level. Like, I do make sure like the car note is paid and all that stuff, but I still am like, how much do I have left over? How can I, uh, justify this Pat McGrath lipstick? And I do. I find a way. I always find a way. I'm like, wanting it is enough. (laughs) Wanting it is enough of a reason. I don't, I always like think like, oh man, I should learn how to budget and I should like have a savings account. But then there are just so many things that I want. And I feel like a lot of my problems could be solved if they stop inventing new things, uh-huh. especially new like makeup formulas yeah, and lipsticks. Yeah. I need every like oil lipsticks are the thing now. Oh, and I'm like, tried that. why do I not have every brand of oil lipstick? It's so hard when yes. you want all the things. Yes. I don't even use them. No, I, I know that I, I exist in that space sometimes. <laughs> I have a box at home full of lipsticks that I would wear if I had somewhere to go, but I don't have anywhere to go. And now that I'm here, like I have a workplace that I have to go to every day where we write the show. I don't wear lipstick there. I just show up. I put a little blush on so it looks like I'm awake and that I have good circulation, (laughs) which I don't, but like the blush fools them. And then like, I don't wear any of it, but I feel, and I like can look at my things and be like, you know, this is a savings account right here. But if it were sitting in the bank, I wouldn't feel as good as I do like looking at them. I just like to have them. It's a sickness. Or it's a Good quality. I'm trying to try to turn that around. Maybe it is just a sickness, and that's just what it is. We're all sick. It's okay. Well, that is my next question because you've written a lot about anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. clonopin, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm curious what your experience. Because Dory and I both talk a lot on here about our anxiety and depression issues and OCD and everything else. 
How, how has your relationship with your anxiety changed as you've gotten older or ha- has it changed? Like, do you feel more uh, um, understanding of it at home with it? Or is it still, is it still something you kind of face on a daily basis? I feel like it's gotten worse mm. as I've gotten older. I was just thinking earlier about, and this is like sort of a fat specific kind of thing, mm. but I was thinking like, when is the last time I really like enjoyed food with abandon in public? Mm. And that made me think like how as I've gotten older, I'm more and more aware of like people looking at me, mm-hmm. which they're not, you right. know, but I'm like, that's my anxiety, like sort of manifesting itself is like feeling more and more like everyone is paying attention to things that I do. And maybe that's just a function of like having this career that's sort of blossoming yeah. and, pub- and being more like, public. yeah. And being like, Oh, people are looking at me, but I know now, I think one thing that I've gotten better at is understanding when something is just my anxiety versus a problem in the world that is actually happening mm-hmm. to me. Like I, <laughs> I, I get into these spaces sometimes where like, if too many people have like spoken to me in a day, I'll just be like, why is everyone, why is everyone demanding things of me? Why do people need so many things from me? And it's really just like, I just have had a lot of interactions and that's my, my anxiety being like, everyone wants something from you and you can't deliver Mm. and you're not in a good mood because you're a bad person and normal people can like have good interactions with people all day long. So I've gotten better at being like, (laughs) I'm not a target. Mm -hmm. I just like I'm having a hard time like managing the anxiety of like, because I have a thing where, and when you make, when you make something that people, I mean, you guys have got to feel this when you make something that people are going to consume in whatever way, I have that pressure of needing it to be good. I mean, I don't need it to be the best thing you've ever read, but I need it to be the best thing I could make. Totally. And mm-hmm. then like having my books out in the world is weird because I'm like, I, I, <laughs> during the tour, I would like read the pieces to like, you know, these bookstore crowds and be like, man, you know, it would be great is if I could have fixed this before it went to print. But like, of course it was edited and edited again and edited a third time. But in my brain, I never stopped being like, this isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm getting better at recognizing that this is just my anxiety causing the problem. And that like, I mean, I don't know that I, my brain is ever going to be the kind of brain that's like, you did a good thing. That's still good. That thing you made a year ago is good. The thing you made now is good. You're fine. I'm never going to have that kind of brain. But if I can like recognize that, that's my brain telling me that rather than like, Mm -hmm. it's a thing I haven't done. I feel like I'm getting better, but I don't know. Anxiety. I have a, so I'm working on another book because you know, the agent was like, he needs his condo. condo. He's like, bitch, I need a car too. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm writing a piece now. And we'll, I think this is what it's going to be called when it comes out, but it's called hello, nine one one. And it's basically like, 
if there were some sort of anxiety police I could call every time I had a moment. And and it's things like, you know, hello, 911. Uh, my friend Keely just left me a voicemail. Yes. You know, like all oh, yes. the things that like get my hackles up. Mm-hmm. Or one of the things I was in a parking lot and so this person pulled their car like it was in the space, but it was a little too it was close enough to my car that I was like, if I get out. I'm going to ding his door. So I just have to sit here till he gets out. (laughs) And then he just sat there and like pulled out a song. Oh God. Oh God. And then I was like, I'm trapped. It it was a full parking lot. So I couldn't move to another space. And so now I'm like playing an imaginary game of chicken with this guy who probably doesn't care. And he probably wouldn't care if my door touched his door. So it's things like that, that like get me wound up inside Mm -hmm. and then being like, I mean, I don't know how to fix it, but I just like can acknowledge yeah, that it's happening. You, it's like self-awareness, yeah. I think. Yeah. How does it huge. manifest in your marriage? I Ooh, like we are question. we are very different and I have like one of my things is like needing to be I just need to be if I could sit in a cold dark room by myself for at least 3 hours a day, I feel like I would that would make me happy. Like that's where I feel good. And it's hard to be like that and also be a good partner to someone Mm -hmm. or to be like, you know, she, it's just like, Hey, do you need anything? And I'm like, don't talk to me. I need silence silence for two hours. So that has been, it's hard to be like, it's not, it really is not you. It's me. So we're still like navigating that, but I I just decided that instead of working at home on this next book, which where it like where I'm a monster who needs to be in a quiet room, I'm gonna get an office so that I can like at least take the anxiety around writing because I write best from an anxious mm. like place. Mm-hmm. And so I do get kind of worked up when I'm writing and then she'll be like, do you need another Diet Coke? And I'll be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think in, in that way, it was like, I had to acknowledge, like, it's not you. You are a nice wife. Right. Look at you trying to bring me waters. <laughs> All she does is nice things for me, and I find ways to twist them and be like, this bitch. But <laughs> so instead of doing that, I'm, like, going to get an office and not do that kind of stuff. I also should maybe go to therapy, but I am afraid that my writing will suffer. Okay, so you've never gone to therapy. I went to therapy when I was in, I went to college for one year. Right. That year I had like, my dad died and I wasn't sad about that, but I had, cause we, I knew it was coming, but I had like a weird adjustment to being in school. And so I started Mm -hmm. therapy and was like, oh, by the way, my dad died, but also it's hard being here. And so I went to therapy for a year then and I have done therapy sporadically since, but I am afraid to really do it because, well, two things. One, I'm afraid that like, I mean, I know it doesn't fix you, but I'm afraid that like, if I get fixed, the writing will suffer. Wow. I also, but I'm probably more afraid that the therapist will be like, you can't, you shouldn't write about this or like it's. It's counterproductive to your progress 
if you make oh. fun of this in your work. And I don't know how not to make fun mm-hmm. of it. But also, I'm like, listen, I can't open the Pandora's box of my depression in my work and not do anything about it. I feel like that is not fair to people who like read my stuff to be like, you know, I talked about being anxious, but then I didn't do anything about it. (laughs) So I have done some like kind of woo woo approaches. I've done some meditating, which I'm not good at. Uh, I also have incorporated some psychic readings. Okay. I love psychic. I went to this woman in Santa Monica that was great. Great. I am, I'm just going to say I'm getting the name great. Later, she if you was, don't mind. No, of course not. She was great. She saw things that, it, I mean, maybe I'm stupid. I definitely am. But like, I believe it. I, she was saying things and seeing things that I did not tell her. She also like gave me strategies. <laughs> she was giving me like, she was like, you know, your wife wants you to communicate like this. And I know that that's not how you communicate, but here's a way you can say things that she'll receive it the way she wants. And you can say it without feeling like you're not being true to yourself. She was giving me all sorts of things. Mm. And I was like, I didn't even know psychics like could help you. She was, I was telling her that I was going to go away for a week to work on my book. And she was like, you know, I don't really see you getting a lot done that week. Wow. You should try to do more while you're still in LA. And she's like, just take that week and use it for vacation. And then when you go home, you're going to do your writing there. And I was like, you know, I don't like writing there. And she's like, you need to get an office and write at home. That's where the ideas are going to come. And I was like, Okay. Okay, Sandy. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say, woman in Santa Monica. Yeah, she was great. It's interesting how we trust these big life decisions to these, like, to a random person who could, I believe in psychics. Yeah. But the skeptics in my life are like, nah, like you're being fooled. And I'm like, well, I'm going to trust this woman who I Googled (laughs) and had good Yelp reviews to tell me what to do with my life. I've never, like, quit a job. Fair. Because, like because of something a psychic said, but, but everything. But I would I would do everything else. There, it's real. I think it's real. Dory, it's real. have you seen a psychic? I've never seen a psychic. I did go to your astrologer once. Love me some astrology. Mm. You want to get on that before you leave? Uh huh. I Let do. Let me know. Yeah. Yes. This woman's good. Yes, yeah. I do. She's amazing. I do. I want to go to her. I'm into all that, and there, part of it is like you know. I can make fun of it. But part of it is also like, girl, if you have some insight into something that's going to happen to me, I want it. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. I don't feel like uh, I am the best decision maker. So, like, why not leave it to... Sandy. (laughs) Sandy. Why not leave it to Sandy? She was... I mean, she was really great. I I bet you would like therapy. I don't think it would. I don't think it would like take the goods, good stories out of you. You don't. I don't. 
I did it. I'm so nervous about it. You know, when I was writing my book, I went back to therapy because my book was all about my dead mom and I was like losing my mind. And Uh then the whole time I just talked about like body image. And it was, it was, I thought I was going and I was like, I need to be here. It's mom, mom, mom. And then I just didn't even, it it was, it was just weird that it didn't, I mean, sure it was all related to my dead mom, but I bet you would, I bet it would be like just a space for you to get your things out. And then you might even, also something like they're they're like cool therapists who yeah. are you know what i mean yeah who aren't gonna try yes. to like fix you yeah i, I mean, don't know maybe i need fixing too <laughs> or that's don't. what candles are for yes now see if somebody would start like the church of impulse purchases <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would be healed up immediately. <laughs> um, I have one. I have one final question yeah, for you, yes. which is: What is your favorite diptyque candle scent? The mm-hmm. oh, the Santal. Is that one? Oh yeah, that, the sandalwood. It's, that is my favorite. I love a Santal. I don't know if Me I've ever had too. a diptyque candle, but I like how when they're all burnt, people use them as jars for things. Yes. It's because they're so overpriced. Right. You're like, you feel like you have <laughs> to get a second use out of it. Expensive candles are crazy, but also delightful. Yes. Right? Like, it's a real sham, but, but it feels good. Joe Malone mm-hmm. candles also also so good and so unnecessary i think that's why like i never ever thought about having kids is because i'm like you know i don't i don't know that i would ever have the kind of life where i could afford to feed a child and also buy joe malone you've got to make a choice yeah and so i picked the perfumes I and I'm fine you. with it. You know, as a person with kids, I say maybe yeah. you made the right choice, Samantha. <sighs> uh, this was such a joy. Yeah, thank, thank you for taking you. time out while you're here to are come do this. And time while this your wife is here. And we really yeah. are so grateful. This was the best. Thank also, you. like, you know, you guys are amazing. I would Jeez. do I mean, I would hit someone with a car to come here and do this. Well, I might have. I hope you <laughs> didn't do that. I did, uh, run I did over. see an accident on the 101. Where can people find you? Find you? Um, on Instagram at bitches gotta eat. That's, that's public. And then I have a Twitter, which is word science, but I never tweet because I don't want to ever like engage with any i feel like twitter is a toilet full of trolls totally i don't want to do that but i'm good at instagram i'm pretty funny at instagram very good and then my website in a great way no it was the best and then all my like i always tell people if they're like which book of yours should i read and i'm like you know what i have a blog that's free if you like that then go buy a book and my blog is at bitchesgottaeat.com Samantha Herbie, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. You are the best. You are. Samantha Herbie was definitely one of our most requested guests. Dude. And I would like to request that she come back. She is so (laughs) hilarious. She's the best. And so wonderful. Yes. And I learned so much. I did. I did too. I'm like now candle fiending. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kate, your intention last week was to watch more television. Yep. How did that go? I 
didn't watch much TV, but that was because I had been binging so much Handmaid's Tale. I was starting to have nightmares and I had to take a break. I'm, I'm about to get back into it tonight. Okay. Um, but I felt like I felt so good about myself that mm. I was able to like participate in a conversation with. Then I also went around asking every person I know if they watch Handmaid's Tale. Just so I could have, so I could like engage in a social right. conversation. But I feel like I've kind of putting a list together of shows that I really want to watch. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to check out Claws. I'm going to check. I need to watch Killing Eve. My husband keeps oh, yeah, yelling at me to watch, to watch that. that. Um, and then there's stuff like I haven't even started Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many shows I need to catch up on Insecure. I've got a lot of work to do in my show watching area. I just don't want you to start thinking about it as work. Not work, but I'm I'm more carving out time for me to relax and watch TV. Okay, there we go. That's what it is. Like right. finish up my nighttime chores. Yeah. So that I and like get off my phone because mm-hmm. I think what I'm doing is I'll sit and look at rescue dogs on Instagram for 45 minutes when I could be watching a TV show. I am trying to not look at my phone when I watch TV, which is hard, very hard. But then you actually understand what's going on. Yeah. Sometimes I actually find it better in terms of concentration to watch it on my laptop. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. How is your podcast hunting going? Um, It's going okay. I listened to a couple episodes of a podcast that I don't want to name because I didn't end up loving it. Um, Is it called Forever 35? And it's called Forever 35. (laughs) So we need to talk. (laughs) Um, But no, I did. But I did give I did give a new podcast a try. um, And I went back and listened to some of my old, you know, some, I caught up on some that, that I love, um, like death, sex and money and reply all. And, you know, just kind of my old standby. So I'm still going to be exploring new podcasts. Um, I'd like to, I think I mentioned this last week. I can't remember, but I would like to listen to some more conversational podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did talk about this. Um, and not, ju- not, not just narrative. I, yeah. Not just like journalism, not like very produced journalism pro- podcasts, um, which I love. Those are kind of like the ones I go to. But I feel like also because we have a conversational podcast. Right. You want to hear. I would like to hear others. Um, so I, I, I will continue to seek those out. Um, Can I tell you, I started two new podcasts. Oh my gosh, week. what did you start? Well, one is conversational, but it's a fish related podcast, okay. which I don't no. think you're going to want to check out. It's called Under the Scales. Um, and then I also Good name. It's a great name. It's <laughs> one of fish lyricist is the host. It's really interesting. Um, but then I also started and it's a narrative podcast about a cult. Which one? It's called The Gateway. Okay. Have you listened to that yet? No. I tried listening. I tried Heaven's Gate, didn't love it. Okay, well, try the gateway. All right. See if that I know you're 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 branching out from that arena, but I mean, who who doesn't love a cult podcast? I love a cult podcast. So, this week your intention, yes, is something you've already done. My intention is to go to the gym. You've accomplished it. I have accomplished it, but you know, I'd like to accomplish it more. Do are you setting like um set goals for how many times you no. want to go? Okay. Nope. Just get to the gym. Just get to the gym. Just kind of get to know the gym. Go swimming. You know, I have my embryo transfer next week. So I'd like to kind of explore very low impact things that I can do in the two weeks after the transfer. Is swimming something you can do? I think you can do like very low impact swimming. Just floating? I will ask. Actually, you might not be able to. I hope you can. 
I feel like there's also like conflicting reports about what you sure. can and cannot do. Like some doctors are like, don't move. And then right, others are like, right. resume normal activity. So, and no. ultimately it's your decision and how yes. you want to proceed. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to kind of check that stuff out and you want to wake up early. I feel like you already wake up early. <sighs> Dory, I have been feeling really down on myself because I don't read that much. And I was reading a ton when I was on vacation and then I got back into my regular life and it's two things. One, it's my phone addiction. And two, the time that I carve out to read is like the 10 minutes before I go to sleep. Mm. And that's not very productive. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's, you know, like I don't leave enough time. So then I'm like, well, I have like five minutes. I'll just read a couple pages. So then I had this vision and the vision was this. I wake up early when my kids are still asleep and I use that time to read. Okay. I have coffee. I'm on board. I sit. I can even sit outside because it's really warm out right now. Yeah. And just read. That and not great. use that hour to check my phone. I, it all comes back to this fucking phone. Anyway, so I thought maybe if I wake my kids normally wake up around seven. Okay. If I was waking up even at 630, which is normally kind of when I do get up a lot of times, but if I was getting up with the intention of leaning over and grabbing my book, mm -hmm. even for just 10 or 15 minutes, I would start to be able to finish books because I love reading so much. And I just feel like that's something that I've really let go. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad. I love reading. There's so many books I want to read. We have so many amazing authors on the podcast yeah. and I want to read all of their books. And, yep. and so I'm going to experiment with that. Of course, today I did not wake up early. That's fine. But you've had a hectic week. Yeah. I figure once I kind of catch up on rest, it might be something that I can do. But just shifting that, that thing in my brain of like, when's my reading time? Oh, no, it's not before bed. It's right when I wake up. Like, what if that's my new reading time? I sometimes read in the morning. You do? Mm -hmm. I got to figure this out. So anyway, so that's, that's what I'm going to play with. Like if I wake up early and I don't want to get out of bed. Right. You, I'll just read. So that's what I do is I just circle between Facebook, Instagram, and then this. But that's why you can't keep your phone in your room. Oh, fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay. That's what it comes down to because I wake up and I'm like, it's kind of like sometimes I've just been waking up early, like for no reason. And I'm like, I don't like, it's too early for me to get up and start my day. And I'm like reading this good book. So I'll, I'm just going to lean over, pick up my Kindle and start reading. Get that pole dark. Get opened. that pole dark going. And my phone is not in my room. So for me to look at my phone, I would have to physically get up. Question, yes, question. My hand is raised. When your partner is out of town, yes. do you sleep with your phone in your room? No. What? I know. Okay. I sh well, actually, that is not true. I have... I have occasionally um, plugged my phone in near on my on the dresser across from my bed. Okay, never on my nightstand. So I have a I have a traveling for work spouse right yep. now, and I like my phone like next to me. Can you put it like somewhere in that's still in the room? Yeah, where like if I, it rang, you would hear it. Yes, actually, I have an idea. I'm going to put it on his bedside table. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Because okay. then it's not right there. Yes. Then I don't roll over and see it. Exactly. See the the alerts that are waiting for me. Okay. All right, Dory. Well, you solved my problem. Great. Thank that's you. what I'm here for, listeners. 
Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, we love you. We really do. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail, and we might play it on a mini episode. It's 781-591-0390, and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can send us uh, love notes, hate notes, comments, questions. You know what? No hate. I can't do hate notes. Okay, no hate notes. I mean, I can make them uh, nice. I am so. I am such a fragile soul. Yeah, no, I am too. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't want to say no constructive feedback. This is going to a place it doesn't okay. need to go. You can also join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcast. We have approximately 5 million spinoffs now, which I'm obsessed with. Um, reminder that all the products we mentioned are always on our website, forever 35 podcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at forever 35 podcast on Twitter at forever 35 pod. And for those of you who have left us reviews on Apple podcasts, Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. And the rest of you, we would love a rating or review. Do it up. Do it up. And also feel free to mention us on the social media outlet of your choice. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell the world. On that note, Dory, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by the one, the only, Sammy Junio. Sammy. Sammy. Bye, guys. Bye.